My name is Ricky Day, and this is Nothing to Lose But Yourself. What's going on, y'all? Once again, my name is Ricky Day, and this is my brand new, shiny, right off the assembly line podcast. Nothing to lose but yourself. So I am sure you have a few questions. Chief among them, there's a million podcasts in the world. Why do we need another one? You're also probably wondering, well, what's this podcast about? And most importantly, you're probably wondering, who is Ricky Day and why should we care? So why don't we start with the last question and work our way back? How about that? So when you ask uh, who somebody is, typically you want to know, yeah, what's your name? But you also want to know, what do you do for a living? And most of the time, people want to know, what can you do for me? I don't tend to answer that question that way, but I'll do that for now just to, to satisfy your, your curiosity. Uh, but then we're going to get a little bit deeper into identity and, and self and what that stuff's about. So my name is Ricky Day, born in St. Louis, Missouri, grew up in Los Angeles, California, And I live, of course, in Harlem, New York. I am uh, an artist, a filmmaker, painter, photographer, and I'm known for those things. I also have a long background in media and marketing. Uh, Most recently, I ran a boutique advertising agency before I left to pursue my passions and to be who I was made to be as an artist, a teacher who inspires, and uh, an emerging theologian, because I am also studying at New York Theological Seminary. So that's a little background on who I am in the worldly sense. But let's talk about self. The reason I started this podcast is because the world is screwed up. And I believe at the core, the world is screwed up because people have forgotten what it means to be human. People have forgotten who they are and not knowing who you are, not embracing who you are, not loving who you are makes it almost impossible for you to love and respect other people. And I think if we can get through to to people and people can understand that that is indeed the case, then we may be able to change the world one conversation at a time. Let me tell you a little story about um, identity. So a few years ago, I was at this great little dinner with my friend Zandalay Blay. She's an amazing woman. Oh my God. If I ran her resume, it would take five minutes and it's not really my business to share. So I won't do that, but just trust me. She's an amazing sister. And she and I were at dinner with uh, my partner at the time, Tyofa Jameson. And the three of us were talking about our lives and our careers and what was going on. It was at the height of the great recession. And um, she and I, I was between jobs for the first time in my entire adult life. And I think she was unhappy, if I remember correctly, in her position and where she was going. And we were thinking about and talking about the boxes that people like to put you in because she and I were blessed enough to be these multi-hyphenates, good at a few different things. But, you know, in this society particularly, people like to put you in a neat little box where they know who you are and what you do and they follow you right over there until they need you. And that's just not how it worked for us. So we were lamenting, what should we do? And how do we communicate what we're capable of? And what do we put on our business card? Somewhere in the midst of that conversation, we realized the conversation we really were having was about who are we at our core? Who are we truly? 
I know what I do for a living, but what I do for a living is not necessarily who I am. Now, I'm a Christian, by the way, just so you know that up front. And uh, the Bible is one of the books I read with some consistency. But in addition to that, I've read some self-help books over the years. And at the time, I was reading The Velvet Rage. I was reading The Four Agreements. And I think I might have been reading even the third book. I often read a lot because I'm a nerd and I like to learn like that. And um, at the time, I knew exactly what to do. All right, I need to go home. And I need to get about this business of really figuring out at my core who I am. And one of the things I read during that time period uh, in the Velvet Rage is that your passions are quite often a hint about what's going on at your core and who you may be at your core. And so I sat down and I thought about the things that I'm passionate about. Passions being that thing that brings you joy from doing it again and again and again. That feeling of happiness and fulfillment on the inside, whether you're getting paid for it or not, it just brings you joy to do it. And so for me, one of the things I love, one of my great loves is learning. I love to learn. Perfect example. The end of the year, holiday season, when everybody else wants to be out partying and enjoying themselves and drinking themselves into a coma and eating themselves into a coma, I'd much rather be curled up reading a book or maybe watching some TV, but not just any TV, not reality TV, none of that, um, not to, shh, not no disrespect to anybody who loves it or people who produce it. It's all good, but it's just not for me. But what I do like to watch are a lot of, I mean, like dramas and movies and stuff like everyone else. But most importantly, I really like Nova and Science Channel and History Channel, things where I'm going to learn something new. Something else that's a, a passion of mine is interacting with people in ways that make them feel comfortable while being my authentic self. I have the ability to communicate with all kinds of people, regardless of their background, their wealth, where they sit in the world or in their life and career. It's just a natural gift that I have. And uh, I I love doing it. I love communicating and and connecting with people. Uh, Young people and I have a natural affinity for each other from babies and infants and toddlers up to uh, elementary school age kids and even young people in terms of teenagers and people in college. We have a natural organic vibe and connection and uh, I enjoy it. They enjoy it and it's all good. And another great passion of mine is sharing things that I've learned with anybody wherever they are. I can take something as complex as string theory and, and, and read about it and watch TV programs about it and learn as much as I can about it. And then I can find ways to take those abstract concepts and flip them into language that anybody can understand. I realized at some point that's not normal. Not everybody can do that. Not everybody always can do that. And so I thought about all those skills and a few more things that I'm passionate about. And I realized like, Jesus, who loves to learn like that? Who loves to communicate and share the things that they've learned with anybody and has the ability to do it? Who loves young people and young people love them? And as I started running the list, it became very clear. Even though I'm an artist and a professional, I do all these other things. At my core, my goodness, I'm a teacher. Wow. Okay. So that's who I am at my core, a teacher. But that's only half the half half the picture. Then there's how the world perceives you. How do other people perceive you? How do you exist in other people's lives? 
And so to know that I had to ask a bunch of people who I trusted, a bunch of people who I thought would be honest with me. And they talked to me and they told me the answers to the questions I asked. The question was a very simple one. When you think of me, when you think of me, what are the adjectives that come to mind? Be honest, be direct, tell me what comes to your mind. And so people said all kinds of things, creative, passionate, confident, curious, um, sexual, whatever. But the number one answer that the majority of the people mentioned on their list, and these are not all people that knew each other, by the way. They didn't know I was asking the other person, and they didn't necessarily know each other. I just asked people from friends and family, co-workers, partner at the time, even a few people that were frenemies that I know didn't really like me very much, but they would be honest. And the number one answer they gave me back was inspiring. Inspiring. That's interesting. I would never have thought that about myself. Who walks around thinking they're inspiring, right? But indeed, that's what most people got. And so I walked away understanding that in this world, apparently, people perceive me as a teacher who inspires. Now, you're probably wondering, well, well, okay, fine, good for you. What's the big deal? The big deal is that for the first time in my life, I knew who I was at my core. I understood the gifts that God dropped in me and how to use them, who I was. And once you understand who you are, it's your job to really get to know that person, to lean into that person and embrace that person and find out their strengths, their weaknesses, their likes, their dislikes, and to fully embody your authentic self And yes, ultimately, fall in love with that self. Not in some masturbatory, self-serving kind of way, but in a way that lets you know that I am created by God. I am beloved. And I have these certain very specific gifts. And here's the thing about gifts. Gifts are not for us. Gifts come through us. And so when you have a gift or a set of gifts, You then are tasked with figuring out how you are to share those gifts with the world because that's who the gifts are for. They come through us for the world. And so in that moment, I understood that in order for me to be successful, for me to be pleased, for me to be happy and satisfied with anything that I did going forward, I would need to take my authentic self as a teacher who inspires and put that into my work, into my being, into my relationships, into everything. Be my authentic self. Be clear about that self. Hold that self up for the world to see. And if people love me as a result of that, great. If they don't like me as a result of that, that's fine too. But my job is to be me, to embrace me, to love me. And you know what happens? Loving yourself makes it so much easier for you to look in somebody else's eyes, see their humanity, and love them back. One of the big problems is when you don't love yourself, it's impossible for you to love other people. When you're not in touch with your own humanity, you can't look in the eyes of somebody else and see their humanity, at least not as easily as you should. And because of that, 
we have this need because you don't think that you're enough. We always have this need to feel better about who we are by oppressing other people, by looking down on other people, by judging other people. That's why it's so important for each of us to understand who we truly are, to love ourselves, and to know that deep inside we are enough. We are enough. Now, it's also one of my core beliefs that as human beings, as a species, we're hardwired for our own survival. You know what I mean? It's literally impossible for us to harm other human beings. Hold up. I know. You're bugging right now. Like, what are you talking about? Are you kidding me? You watch the news? No, no, no. Hear me out. I believe that it's impossible for human beings to harm other human beings. I know it sounds crazy when you think about the Holocaust and all the things that have happened in human history. But think about what happens first before any violence happens, before anyone's shot, anyone's killed, anyone's put away in a camp or anything as vile and disgusting as that. The first act of violence is dehumanization. We dehumanize each other. We look at each other as something less than human. That's the first act of violence. And when you are in touch with your own humanity, it is impossible for you to be that kind of dehumanizing presence in the world any longer. So that's why for your own joy and your own happiness, you owe it to yourself to go inside, to meet yourself, to embrace yourself, and to love yourself so that you are no longer prisoner to these hierarchical systems that we create to oppress other people just to make us feel good about ourselves. You won't feel the need to dominate other people to feel good about yourself. You won't feel the need to go borrow or steal material things in order to have status to feel good about yourself. There's nothing wrong with an education. But I think it's unlikely that people need four, five, and six degrees. So many times, even that is driven by not feeling good about yourself. You are enough. The day you were born, God dropped it all in you. Everything you need is in you. You are enough. You just need to meet that self, embrace that self, love that self. And know that you are enough. Why do I share these things? I mean, I'm a flawed, emotional, imperfect being myself. I'm also black in a white supremacist country, gay in a homophobic culture, lower middle class in a society that worships wealth. I'm honest in a moment in which nearly every image and social media post we create is a lie. I've always been, and in many ways always will be, an outcast or an oddity or different. (laughs) Yet my faith tells me that at my core, I am very much the same as you. I am love. The only difference is I embrace it. I know it. And I love being love.
And it's from this love that this podcast emerges. This podcast is not intended to be a religious podcast, so you can calm down there and you'll figure that out quickly from the diverse lineup of guests and some of the language you may even hear from time to time. Now, in some episodes, I'm going to invite you to eavesdrop on the insightful and often irreverent conversations that I have with thought leaders, fellow artists, entertainers, and friends from a diverse cross-section of our society about current events and about the power of loving and embracing one's authentic self. In other episodes, like this one, I'll engage you in direct conversation and reflect on the things I've learned and the challenges that we all face together. And I'll do all of this from my unique perspective as an African-American male. Bottom line is, I love life. I love God. And I love you too deeply not to share the truth with you as I see it and as I believe it. And so by talking to amazing people from amazingly diverse backgrounds about their lives, their careers, current events, science, we'll get to the bottom of how to figure out who you are, how to lean in to who you are, and how to fully be your authentic self. So, this is the deal. This podcast is a weekly podcast. You can find it. You can subscribe to it. You can listen to it wherever you get your podcast. It's on all the major platforms from Apple Podcasts to Google Podcasts to Spotify, Stitcher, and everything in between. It's free of charge. And I need you. I need you. Because together, we can have conversations, we can have experiences, and we can build community. From Dionne Warwick and Bevy Smith to Emil Wilkin and Pastor Mike Walren and so many others, my endeavor is to change the world one conversation at a time. This is nothing to lose but yourself. It's available wherever you get your podcast. And please find me on social media. It's Ricky Day, R-I-C-K-Y-D-A-Y on Instagram and on Twitter. Also, nothing to lose but yourself on Instagram. There's a new feed just for the podcast. And also, if you want to go to the website, it's nothing to lose but yourself.com. You can find all the varying platforms there. Subscribe to the RSS feed of your choice and come back weekly to hear these great conversations with amazing people. I love y'all. I appreciate y'all. And I hope we get to know each other and build this community together and change the world one conversation at a time. This was nothing to lose but yourself. Stay tuned for a word about another amazing podcast. Hello. Wait, what? You haven't heard the new podcast, Mojo Girl Madness? Good news. Season one is now available for binging. Mojo Girl Madness is a mad pod with interviews, rants, and stories about sex, relationships, family, divorce, politics, showbiz, and mostly your mojo. Find Mojo Girl Madness wherever you get your pods or at mojogirlmadness.com. And now... Back to the main event. Love you madly.